This podcast is brought to you by Anchor.fm. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain a little bit. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other uh, venues as well. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's basically everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So if you've ever wanted to do a podcast, do this, anchor.fm. It's the easiest thing. Go to anchor.fm right now and download the free app to get started today. All right, everybody. He's Carl. He's Josh. And this is Every Other Friday Friday. on a Sunday with special guests soon to join and uh, we don't have much to talk about today. Carl and Amy came up last night so we could, uh, they could see our house. So they're spending like a little short weekend with us. And we had dinner and then we went out to Getaway Spirits in Mount Lake Terrace and uh, sang some karaoke. And if you hear us eating, we are eating. We're having pancakes. We're having pancakes and we're gonna talk about possibility or anything else that really comes to our mind in these wonderful, wonderful days. So, I'm the only one in the podcast right now because everyone else is really slow in getting their pancakes. So let me do a little story. Once upon a time, there were some friends. And they were really good friends. They knew each other for a really long time. And they loved each other and they laughed together all the time. And one day, they came over and broke a bed. (laughs) but really um it's a it's it was an old bed i've had it for a while and it was up on these trestle things to support stuff that had it off the ground and i just kind of slid off all together and the thing broke no big deal i got fished no big deal Come on in. Here's our first guest. Her name is Amy. She's just coming down to have breakfast with us. Hi, Amy. Good morning. Good morning. How's everything going? It's great. How about you? Good. Sorry you guys had such a fitful night of rest. It was It was super fun. It was interesting. When uh, when the mattress was on the ground, was it comfortable, though? It was. Okay. It was. Were you guys warm enough? Um. Yeah, well, a little bit warm. A little warm? Because of all of the exertion of, you know, oh. wrangling the bed in the middle of the night. Um. We did open the, the window. Oh. So woke up actually a little bit cooler, which is nice because I, I like that. Nice. I like that. Very nice. Yeah. Right on. I opened the window. And here's our other co-host, Carl Weiberg, everybody. Say good morning. Morning, everybody. All right. How do you sleep? Excellent. Were you warm enough? It's too hot, so I opened the window. It was too hot. Glad you have screens on the window. Some do, some don't. The guest bedroom did. It's awesome. I highly recommend the stay. The beds could use low work. What what's your what's your Yelp review gonna be? Three. Three? Yeah. Three out of three, that's pretty good. Yeah. I think it's four, isn't it? Oh I I changed it. You changed it? Mm-hmm. 
three to get 33.33%. So you can never be even. You can never just be average. You're either good or you're bad. That's right. I mean, it's a yes or no question. Just make up your mind. Did you like it or not? Well, maybe kind of. Why don't you just make it yes or no? Because the illusion of choice is the only thing that matters in this world of capitalism, my friend. I see. Oh, God, I need more coffee. I think you meant to say you need more whiskey. Could be. <laughs> Could be. It was the alcohol last night is the reason why we found ourselves in the situation that we were in. Mm. I'll tell you what. Last night. Nothing like alcohol makes me sweat at night. What do you guys think about the karaoke place? It was very cool. I can't believe how crowded it was. It was nuts. So is that that's so that's normally not that many people? Apparently not. I don't know. That's the first time I ever went to karaoke there. Apparently it was some sort of reunion though or something. I thought you'd been before. I've been there before, but not for karaoke. I see. On Tuesday nights they do steaks. They do five ninety nine steaks. Are they good? Yep. They're, they're not very big. Mm-hmm. So you get two of them? No. Oh. And you, they get them right from this uh, Double D Meat place, this local butcher shop. And the stipulation to get the deal, you have to order a drink. So you go in, order a gin and tonic or whatever, and then you get the five ninety nine steak and potato and salad. Great, great dinner. So you spend 12 bucks? Mm-hmm. We got a deal on our drinks last night because his bill was only like $30. Oh, that's awesome. I think the Rainiers are cheap. I think they don't charge very much for the Rainiers. I don't know how much your drinks were, though. I'm not sure. What did Sarah have? Sarah had a... She had a beer, too. Yeah, she had... Her first beer was a fresh squeezed, and then she switched to a... What did she switch to? Oh, the Silver City Hazy Tropic Haze. Smell good. Yeah, the that that's a pretty good uh it's a pretty good beer. They uh got very popular. They're already a pretty decent brewery to begin with, and then they released that and you know, right at the right time for all the haze craze. And uh and it's a good hazy beer, so they are doing very well for themselves. Okay. I actually saw a billboard for their beer over the West Seattle Bridge. Mm-hmm. It was like I've seen it in more than just there, too. I, there was another place, too. But, yeah, they, I mean, they paid to take out large ads and billboards across Seattle for their beer, specifically the Tropic Haze. Aren't they uh, out of Bremerton? Yep. Silver City Brewing? Mm-hmm. I think it's Bremerton. Not 100% okay, okay. sure. Rainy Days is, too. Yeah. Yeah, we went to that thing that one time. Mm-hmm. Yep. And did a beer thing. Yes, we did. That was fun. That was awesome. I think they're gonna do it again soon. That's awesome. <clears throat> they uh, a lot of good information about how to start brewery business, especially like low like production. Like, oh, here's what you can do if you want to sell it at the farmers market, because you don't need to have a license if you're under X amount of dollars, and <clears throat> and you can sell it at the farmers market. Then you should come. Make beer in our commercial kitchen, and we can sell it at the farmer's market in Gate Harbor. As they long, have two farmer's markets. As long as it's below a certain volume, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, there's something else. I don't know. I have that packet somewhere of information. But yeah, it was really interesting. because, And also because it's a hobby, all of your 
stuff you can use as a tax write off. But it's a. Uh, <clears throat> it's really interesting because you know if you sell your bottles, your twenty two ounce bottles, for anything less than nine ninety nine a bottle at a farmers market, mm -hmm. you'll barely cover your costs for <clears throat> supplies, materials, the fee for the farmers market. Yeah. So so you can't like sell it cheap unless you want to take a loss just to build a brand. Uh, but if you want to break even, you gotta. Which is pretty steep price to ask for some from somebody from someone who hasn't tried your beer before. But you don't know. You yeah. try this beer from a stranger at a farmer's market. It's only ten dollars. You know, we got that commercial space. We could always have you come down, brew beer, and we could have it like a. I've seen it where like people serve out of their garage, like they don't charge, but they just take donations uh -huh. and <clears throat> and come in and get yeah. beer and. You can actually turn that into a brewery because it's detached. You could open up a brewery in that kitchen. I don't know. Is that big enough for a brewery? Yeah, you could totally put a, a brewery in there. Growing hops. We do. We do. Our, we have our own hops that we grow. Yeah. There's two more pancakes out there. Are those for Sarah? No, she doesn't eat this kind of pancakes. She so, eats. She eats the paleo pancakes. So you and I can split them. I mean, if you want to. Do you, you want them? Do you want? I want hungry? one. Yeah, I want you one. Don't, you don't want two? I'll take two if you want two. If you want, I'll take two if you don't want any. But if you want some, then let's take, you get one and I get one. There is an want. official way to settle this. That's you me, know you this, know, right? I'm not a Republican. Yeah, uh, I don't just no. take everything leg, and not Rock, paper, anything. scissors. Leg wrestle. Oh, yeah, do that. You want a leg wrestle? I'd win. You totally win. His mm -hmm. gluteus maximus is so strong. Oh, my God. I have a big butt. It's all about love. Don't not lie. <laughs> Something about leverage. It is. But what about you? You, you? There's three people and only two pancakes, so here's the conundrum. I'm actually thinking of finishing um, the pancake breakfast up with a little bit of the potato salad from last night. Oh. She's sweet. Well, you could have put some potato salad on your pancake. I could have done that. Oh. Yeah, that would have been good. Yeah. That, hey, I'll the, bring you the pancake. Okay, the... The, the, hey, stop barking. That's our new dog, Lulu. Obviously, you can't see her because it's radio or podcast. You want whatever. butter? No. This is the most boring podcast ever. <laughs> Let's talk about something controversial. We had a good conversation going earlier. Let's that talk about definitely let's talk about why podcast let's worthy. Talk, let's talk about why uh, plug-in cars and electric vehicles are not gonna save the world. I just know that they are gonna save the world, so I guess you're gonna have to take the other side of it. I think I think yeah, I'm gonna obviously take the side that it's not gonna save the world. You're so negative. And you're, dude. I'm not negative. You and, you're, negative. and you're gonna take the side that says it's gonna save the world. It's going to help. I'm not saying it's going to be the only thing, but it's going to help. It's going to help. Yes. Okay. So, you obviously. Amy, will you be the, do you the think it moderator? Will help? You can be the moderator and you can uh, time us. Do you think it will help? So, give so give Carl two minutes and 30 seconds. Two minutes and 30 seconds. To, to, I'm, I'm to, on it. to do his spiel hey, about. It's not, no, this is a debate. It's not a statement. I know. You oh, and Sarah has joined us, everybody. Say good morning, Sarah. Good morning, Sarah. <laughs> you know I found your podcast mic, right? Yep. You know it's in like readily accessible, right? Well, it doesn't plug into my phone, though. Okay. Great. There it is. Did you hear it? Oh, okay. 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 
I'm gonna adopt that. I think it's super useful. It, but it's, this is recording right down. to the Anchor app. Great. So it can Hi, be this. Anchor well, listeners. Yes, and Spotify and wherever else you get broadcast to. Worldwide. Don't forget, we're gonna launch our Patreon soon. So. If you like a bunch of people, five dollar donations minimum. You can pay do more if you want. Do more. We'll it's take nickels and pennies. Five dollars a month. No, we have, we'll take one time donations. I think you have to do minimum five dollars. I don't know nothing about Patreon other than people give you money. Yeah. All right, Carl, you ready? Two minutes. Why do I? No, no. Why do I have to? No, you. Do you do want me to go first? Thing. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I defer to you. Yeah. He won the toss, but he's going to take the ball in the second half. Correct. All right. So. The reason why electric cars are not going to save the world is they're too resource intensive to make. So who cares if, you know, oh, you plug them in and you don't have combustible gases anymore. The actual carbon that's created and the waste that's created in the actual creation of the cars is substantial. And what do you do with the batteries when they're dead? And what do you do with all the labor that's forced to mine the rare earth minerals to make the fucking batteries in the first place, right? So, and then who can afford them? Only people with money can afford to save the world. So then you still have all the poor people, right? Who can't have it. Not that it matters, because electric cars are it's a sham. It's greenwashing. Drive this car and you'll feel good about your conscience. Well, what about all the carbon and waste that was created in the making of that car? Or the generation of the electricity. Or the generation of the electricity. You got to burn coal. You got to block a river. Not the state of Washington. You got to block a river. State of Washington. It's my is time is not. You got to shut your trap for another minute and twenty seconds. (laughs) Oh, it's time. They're they're moderators. They're agreeing with you. They're moderators. They're not moderating. They're agreeing with you. So I'm just gonna add on about fifteen seconds. Continue. (laughs) We'll dock it from him. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you still have to dam a river. And dams are so concrete and CO2 intensive. Already in place. Doesn't matter. They're removing some they're, they're not. They're not, they're not, haven't paid for their cost yet. They haven't offset their carbon that they've created in the creation of the dam itself. Let alone all the damage they've caused downstream from them. Plus, how do you get all the copper and the generators in the dam to make the power in the first place? Oh, you gotta mine the earth again and rape everybody and kill people and have slave labor to make this shit. So yeah. I don't think anything, the, what we should do is ride horses. If you really want to get around fast, ride a horse. You don't need a freaking car. Technology is not going to save us. Only if we stop buying new things and stop making new shit, a new iPhone every year, a new Nissan Sentra every year, a new whatever every year, it's, uh, it's uh, not going not gonna to help. So new, new cars, especially electric ones, aren't, aren't going to do anything. Can I go next? Oh. A new a new contender has joined the party. Yes, you want to go next? Yes. You get two you minutes and thirty seconds. Position. Okay. Are you, you for or against, or against electric cars? I'm against electric cars, and here's why. You also need on top of what are we are we recording? Yes. Oh, okay. We're recording. She's a timer. She's a timer. I'm distracted by the time because I don't need it. Anyway, <laughs> so on top of what Joshua was saying, you have to also look at who's pushing them. So I was watching an interview with. Uh, former executive of Ford. And he said, he said, municipalities are gonna replace, or are gonna start buying them and using them for, for people. Single occupancy, electric cars, self-driven to get around. And, uh, you know, 
like it. That's what's going to be the future. Nice. And I had to laugh to myself because I think so much about reality. And obviously, this person doesn't live in reality. Because the reality is municipalities can't even extend their bus services. So if they can't even, like, buy extra buses or, you know, create a new bus line or get their heads out of their asses, you know, well enough to figure that out, they are not going to invest in single occupancy cars that are self-driven to get people from point A to point B. So my my thinking is technology, the, the kind of technology that Josh was talking about is not going to save us. That's for the haves. This is fucking stupid. This is a, t- a time I shouldn't swear on the podcast. Excuse me. It's a podcast. You can swear. It's a family oriented. No, it's not. Oh, okay. It's not for It's never been. Screw a the family. families. Okay. You say fuck all the time. <laughs> Josh depends swears. on your family, I guess. Josh swears it's table too. So the um, uh, this has been a time, like age old challenge of like how do we move people around. Since, you know, freaking Detroit was not a shithole. Detroit was actually, like, a nice place to live, like, during the Ford heyday. It's always been a problem. And if you're at all interested in history, you'll see this is just another iteration of something we've already dealt with. So what's going to save us are trains and buses and density. And, you know, people living closer together. People, you know, corporations paying taxes so the cities have money to build this stuff. And pretty simple, low-tech approaches are what's going to, you know, resolve our problems. And it's not going to be freaking Elon Musk trying to greenwash everybody. <laughs> as much as I like the whole solar roof, that's valuable. Thank you so much. Oh, there's oh, a time. Oh, out of time. I guess I do need the time. Well, anyway, I'm going to take it back. All right. I was joking. All right, Carl Weiberg. I'm not educated It doesn't matter about being so. You have an opinion. Mining has been mining has been a part of our existence since the beginning, and so there's always been some sort of mining, whether it's gold or silver or or cadmium or whatever it is that we need to make up these batteries. So you're already making batteries anyway. The difference is is that they are recyclable. The batteries that they are making, from what I understand, that you can recycle these batteries. <clears throat> and uh, um, so you're still spewing tons of carbon out with the millions of cars that are in the world, and you only have the th- and then the third world is coming up to not being as third world anymore. So you need to do something to inhibit the growth of that. You can't do the same thing. There's no reason why they should go from a horse to steam, to coal, they should just go from a horse to, you know, carbon-free power, carbon-free transportation. So it's not just an investment in what we currently have, it's keeping the ones who are coming up to our level from um, making the same mistakes that we did. And the having that technology do that will actually prevent um, more of what we've been doing for the last hundred years or so. That's all I gotta say about That's all you have to say? Okay, so I'm gonna throw this out since I'm, I guess, the unofficial moderator. Sure, well, I mean, well, you can have an opinion too if you wanna go. I just wanna stir the pot a little bit. Okay. Okay. Um, (laughs) She does that a lot. 
I mean, like, someone has to. I'm good at it. <laughs> so, um, I read an article a couple of years ago about a couple in Idaho that were um, prototyping a new road material. Solar roads. Solar roads um, made out of recyclable materials that not only powered um, charging stations that would have been open to the public alongside the road, but also tie into generating electricity um, onto Dude. the power grid as a whole and, and being able to thermally warm roads to make them safer during winter conditions. I'm not That's timing fine. myself. That's fine. Yeah. Marjorie doesn't have a time. <laughs> I am the time. So, what are your thoughts about something like that? Because that's not something that's like Jetson's era. That's something that's already in prototype situation, and it solves all of these different um, things that we need: more durable roads mm -hmm. made out of recyclable materials. They last longer, mm -hmm. um, and they generate electricity. I mean, asphalt roads are, as we know. Um, collect heat as it is. If you're ever near asphalt during a really hot day, it collects heat. To have something like that that stretches how many thousands of miles mm -hmm. across our country, to have something like that helping to tie energy back into our grids to reduce electric costs. I mean, it's, it's like is that a pipe dream? Do you no. Get, do we get timed or is this a this is open round? Open. round this is a round robin. Okay. I I mean I think that's that's great, and I think again it goes back to you know who's pushing or not okay it's kind of like the other side of the coin from what my previous comments it's like why isn't that why isn't there a ton of r&d into supporting that and you have to look at kind of the money interest behind what keeps existing systems intact that are bringing us down man or just really like keeping us static that's mm -hmm. going to lead to our destruction so i love i love that that whole thinking Mm -hmm. Of like, how do we innovate what we already have, what we already use and need in a way that's going to actually resolve some other problems that we have? Yeah. So, I love that. I think, uh, I think it's a little bit of a pipe dream. Okay. And, and here's why I say that. Negative Nelly over there. It's not negative. Like, I love the idea, right? It's a great idea. And I think that, you know, legislations can't even get their shit together to fucking fix roads with potholes in it. And they want to tear up all the highways and like replace them with you know these super cool roads. They don't yet, but they. I mean, it would be great, and like they want to privatize everything anyway. So the chances of it happening, I think, are pretty small. Okay. I also think uh, that um, you know how long is it going to take to replace all the roads with that stuff if that's the goal, right? And by the time that gets done, it, new technology is going to come online. Like things are going to change. So, right. like, if it's a hundred year or how long did it take for all the, the highways are still getting built all the time, right? Yeah. It took like what ten you, years for the zero during the during the, the war. The just the, the major inter interstate highways. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, like, I, a lot of people working on it. And you know, more durable roads that generate power sound like a good idea, especially if they're using recycle. If you could find, they also do lighting to highlight. To highlight, so you don't use paint. Yeah. They use lighting that generates yeah. its own power for the lines. And also, if a animal comes across while you're driving at night, it's pressure sensitive at certain points to where it will light up panels as the road is being crossed by the animals. So when you're driving up, you can actually see something in the distance lighting up the road. Is it pilot? It's piloted. Is it being? It's used? already proto. They were it's, prototyping it like two years ago. They have a. They have a, in the town from where they're at. They have a portion in a town done. square that's done 
that they're doing studies on seeing what kind of power generation. And well, maybe that's the, the key to like, you know, having to take fires in, in like small areas like that where maybe there's a lot of rip, like foot traffic or let He's installed it in his, he's, he's, his goal is not to replace, his goal would be ultimately replace roads, but right now he's looking at like driveways and parking lots. Yeah. That's the goal right now because those take up, those take up a huge amount of real estate, even more than roads do with all the parking lots and driveways that we have. Yeah. So you do that, that obviously then, you know, can, I mean, you only need a, a, uh, the, the, I think they said it's, it's a hundred mile by a hundred mile square of solar panels to power all the needs of the United States. And then, if you take it to New Mexico, that powers the world. Like the size of New Mexico. The size of New Mexico, if you have that much square footage, mm-hmm. that powers all the energy needed from the, oh. from the world. So it's not, it's, not, it's not a pipe dream, per se, that solar roads or parking lots or driveways or solar panels themselves. I mean, you put all the panels, solar panels on all the homes, you would have no you would be able to accomplish that no problem mm-hmm. rooftops of, of commercial buildings and whatnot but you are right it all comes on who is pushing it and who is funding it and and who is um what their motivations are mm-hmm. as far as are they just in it for a buck or are they actually in it to actually change the world mm-hmm. and, and the problem is is those people aren't necessarily by themselves powerful enough to overcome all of the installed, um, established technologies mm-hmm. and the people who make money from those technologies to really overturn it. Mm-hmm. You've seen backlash in Nevada, Las Vegas particularly, of the power company now um, not being a pusher of solar power. Um, I think it's... Is it, That's crazy. I think it's the mayor or it's the ex-mayor became the owner of, I can't remember the power company's name, but of the local power company on there. And he instilled um, uh, obstacles for people to install because now they charge an outrageous fee to connect to the grid. So you see a lot of this backlash, a lot of this subversion from established technologies that, I mean, it's like there was rumors of the water engine, right? An engine built from water that could, an engine could run on water, right? And supposedly this is probably a, 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 a fairy tale or not, a urban water. legend, but that a person invented an engine that could run off water and the automobile industry came down, bought out the technology, destroyed it, destroyed all of his notes and basically so that they, I wouldn't be surprised if that were true. So that they could continue mm-hmm. because right. they make more money off of that than they would off of a free source of. Mm-hmm. Right. Of yeah, it's in well, like a bunch of small people's interest to keep, like, power in their power mm-hmm. because people need it. And if, if it's like you know how you have like open source systems like Linux, like open source, and then there's open source operating systems and open source software software that everybody can come in and learn about it and learn how to use it and, and, and adapt it like you know there's a lot of people that don't want that to catch fire right. you know, Microsoft being one of them it's like that kind of model right 
Well, just like the diesel engine. You know, the guy that invented the diesel engine designed it to run on a peanut oil. Right. And then he, on a ship trip, he was on a boat because they, like, that's how they got around back then. He was coming from England to the United States, got on the boat, but never got off the boat when it got to the United States, went missing. And then, uh, and then his patents and stuff got scooped up by other companies and they were like, oh, yeah, just put this other fuel in it instead of peanut oil. Yeah, there's, it's all shady, but I don't know. I mean, you guys mentioned Elon Musk, and I guess I haven't looked into into him and what his motivations are. I mean, obviously his motivations are I would get to Mars to make money. Let's go right. I mean, he's, trying, he's trying to escape the Earth. So, well, so whatever his Jeff, motivation is, but Jeff Bezos is trying to. Get I'm to cool Mars. with that too, by the way. You know, I know you. You know, they but, they they just want to go there so they can say I landed here first. It's mine. And then start a whole planet called Planet Elon or whatever, or Planet Musk or Planet Bezos. Anyway. Well, planet regardless planet. of whatever, it always is going to lead because as there are more do-gooders out there than there are evildoers. Thus, I imagine because as a society, we've we have evolved in a more often than not positive venue. You can focus on all the negatives. But if you look at the whole general picture, as a society, we have evolved in a more positive direction than we have in a negative direction. So you might have, you know, your Lex Luthers or your, uh, you know, um, Dr. Dooms or whatever out there. But ultimately, you have more superheroes out there that are good than bad. So it might take time for whatever happens. So going back to like the electric vehicle. Yes, maybe in terms of right now, the carbon footprint is equal to what we're putting out as far as the mining goes and stuff like that. But as that switches out and you're not burning fossil fuels and you're not using coal, coal industry is a dying industry. More and more people are subverting that for hydropower. Granted, they could do a little bit better in managing the hydropower. But that's just another step, right? So <coughs> getting eventually you get enough electrical vehicles out there on the roads and they develop technology to recycle and reuse and repurpose as they all have done. I mean they recycle oil, you know, they repurpose that for other stuff. But do they really? Why do we have the garbage patch if they recycle things or recyclable? Well a garbage patch is a completely separate that's a completely separate issue. I'm saying like oil products, you take oil, you can re reconstitute the oil into something else. Like used oil can become something else. Now, is it the greenest thing? No, it's not the greenest thing. But if you can take that, a dirty used up oil, and repurpose it for something else, well, you're going to be able to take batteries and be able to repurpose them for something else. Rechargeable batteries, those are all recyclable um you know so these rechargeable batteries are also recyclable and it's just the technology advancing to determine what's going to happen ultimately it will be better because as much as you say technology won't save us technology has saved us less people live longer there are less um uh, mother child baby deaths at birth because of technology there is less crime than because of technology. So 
technology is the key moving forward. It's doing it in a responsible manner and having the mindfulness of understanding the effects of that. I'm an optimist. Great. So you guys hear about that uh, rechargeable hemp battery that outperforms. I haven't heard that, but if that's the case, that's cool. Yeah, you should look it up. It's a there's a hemp battery that outperforms like lithium ion rechargeable batteries, and it's like super low carbon because you grow the hemp and then process it and use that inside of the battery somehow. I've never heard of that, but that's cool. Yeah, I can't remember who, some university or something like that invented it and did some trial runs and they were like shocked at how more effective a hemp-based battery was. But like to your point, like we'll see if it gets bought up by some company and then buried somewhere so they can keep selling batteries instead of having to, to sell you a battery. I don't know why you would develop something like that and then sell it to an interest that likely would bury it and keep it from coming out because they're well i mean you know it's a good question like you're broke you want money yeah but i think that i think back to technology that's changing too right so now publishers can go and anybody can publish anything on the internet right and if there's word of mouth and it catches fire you know it's something that you don't have to go through the normal you know publisher route right you can do it on your own send it out there, and if it catches fire, like a viral video or TikTok or whatever. TikTok, that then, Chinese spy company. Is. Then that will go, then that will go, it has that. So I think it's gonna be the same thing, and Josh knows this because he knows there's many capital ventures out there as far as he's, for his bar company that he's trying to start, there are now other ways, and there are more people with more money I think you don't have your Rockefellers or your you know your steel or oil barons anymore who control like the whole thing. Now we're so it's so fragmented. Technology's allowed others to come into the realm who actually do have legitimate uh, concerns and um, ideals that are for the long haul versus just the people who think in the short term. And so I think you are going to see more and more of these technologies come out. Um, it might not be as quick because the scale is, is, will have to start off pretty much from nothing versus if an established you know, entity bought the technology and implemented it, you know, then, but it will come out there. I mean, you know, biodiesel, you know, we've heard about, or biofuels, you know, we've heard now for 15 years I don't even know if the plant down in Ballard is even still open or not. I don't know 100%, but... It's it's, it's hard to do, to do. It is hard to do. It is. But they do it more for the grease and the oils from the restaurants. Right. But now you're hearing about biofuels from algae, and you're hearing about biofuels, you know, from, um, you know, plants, plant-based mm-hmm. stuff, right? You're seeing... You know, you have to the market, and I don't know what's in it, other than I know that it's supposed to be plants, and I've looked at it, and that's what the ingredients say, but impossible burger, right? Who would That's have, supposed to be carcinogenic. Who's, yeah, see, I don't know, right? But they've gotten it to a point where, you know, if it's, if it's 95%, if it's 95% better than meat, you know, then why, then why not? I mean, any meat probably is carcinogenic. I think anything is carcinogenic just because of what we've done you know to the atmosphere right right? so 
you know, but is it more natural and better for the environment than, you know, cows? I don't know. Studies have to be done. The new technologies, you haven't had all the studies done yet. So yeah. I think they just did, you know, it takes a while, you know, in relation to minimum wage, which is kind of an offshoot of this, but minimum wage, you know, they've had five years. Seattle now has implemented its raising the minimum wage and economists haven't been able to determine is it because is the is the minimum wage what the effect of the minimum wage is is it bad or is it good because seattle's economy has been so good mm -hmm. they don't know if that's feeling if that's maintaining or feeling the boom or or if the boom is you know feeling that you know what happens when it's not booming anymore and people are making 15 dollars an hour you know. need to do it in a different like a like a spokane kind of a setting like what would happen if they did that in spokane Right, mm -hmm. right, and and I think, you know, it, but that's what I'm saying. Studies have to be done. So they've done it for five years, and even the professionals don't know. You know, even uh, Powell, the secretary, uh, or the uh, Fed chairman, said that he it's hit and miss. Economists are all over board on whether it's helping or hurting economies because there's just hasn't been enough data yet. So same with technologies, you got to have the data. Yeah. I think I'd get the dog to training. What time? Take what time is it? It is 11.30. 11.30? It's 11.34. All right. <laughs> 11.34. <clears throat> well, um, what, what should we talk about next? Do you guys, guys want to talk about... Uh... So when I woke up this morning, there was a debate going on about the incidence of a house fire due to... Just in general. Percentages. Yes. So I like sleeping with the door closed for two reasons. One, it keeps the sound out. And two, Firefighters for Safety says that is the number one safety tip to because then you won't die from smoke inhalation or carbon monoxide poisoning. If there happens to be a fire downstairs, you'll actually hear the fire alarm before that happens. So that's why they say keep the door closed. You you keep that spire for fire from spreading that was quick do you guys have like an escape ladder no no we can crawl out our window onto the roof and jump down might twist a knee or break a leg but you're alive no no ladders no ladders at all no. don't need them don't need them don't need them yeah see and I like sleeping with the door open because I like to be able to hear what's going on in the rest of the house. You're sleeping. You're not hearing anything. Not true. Your brain is always computing what your ears are hearing even when you're asleep. But you're not. But you're sleeping. does not matter. Your brain is on alert all the time. But and if it sleeping. hears something that um, is unexpected or unknown, you wake up. But you're it sleeping. wakes you up. We also have a dog. He's handy that way, too. And if the door's closed, he doesn't hear what's going on in the rest yeah, of the house. Yeah, he does. He's got super hearing. Anyhow, I like sleeping with the door open. And what was the risk? Point zero 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 seven four three. Okay. And for having a fire. For dying in a for being for one of, from for being one of the two thousand five hundred and fifty five people that die year. every year in a okay. fire. What are your odds of winning the lottery? Better than that. Uh, a little worse than that. No way. Yeah, it's more than like a hundred and some million. Hundred like two hundred and some million. That's a lot of zeros, though, behind the decimal. Take, 
Take a one and divide it by 200 million. You're going to get 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 2. A lot more. That's too many zeros. No. So, but but Carl seems to think that that's a very high percentage mm -hmm. of death by fire. Relatively speaking, look at There's how many, many people died from airplane accidents. There's a hundred and oh, that's a good one. How many Forty-eight million homes in America, and only two thousand five hundred and fifty-five people every year die from a fire. Rent uh, units live live. So I think it's pretty small. Okay, and and I ask this not in any type of judgment, but um, how many of those are um, people who are squatting in Ooh, yeah. homes that have no electricity and are turning on Don't some know. type of a burner? Is it a good because idea? that did doesn't happen. matter. That did happen um, where people were squatting in a house and had a burner inside and burnt the house down. Yeah, use and the error. They perished. So that's just Darwinism and it's finest. Like, if you can't figure out not to throw a towel on a hot stove, sorry, you're I not mean, meant long for this world. So that was five of that 2,500 people. Sure. So are, do they count as part of that statistic? Because that's not just a hit and miss kind of thing. We lost him. He's looking up so, air, air traffic death. So uh, regardless, it's still a risk. Okay. So you can be on a job site and and you can Good luck, Lulu. You can be on a job site and anything can happen. But they still push they still push safety. So um, regardless it's still a risk. So you still should need to do everything you can to make sure that risk doesn't happen. So shutting the door is not like a, a OCD thing. It's a simple thing that can be done and uh, could potentially save lives. Do you, so, do you have a toaster? We do have a toaster. Do you unplug it every time you leave your house? Nope. Can I ask what Another the reason why is? we shut the door when we're sleeping. You should probably make sure you unplug it. it when you leave. Do you unplug it? I'm, we don't have, yeah, our toaster is unplugged right now. Okay, see? How, how That's many, good. You're doing the extra step. That's good. What's the statistic like the for how many people have been killed in a home invasion? I don't know. Is that not, risk higher? It's not enough. We need to go out there and encourage home invasions, weaponized home invasions, and uh, we need to seize property. We need to take property and valuables away from those who can't defend themselves so we can enrich in ourselves. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, my point is sleeping with the door closed to protect against fire, which we know is how much? Pretty small. Right. Um, compared to sleeping with it open so your brain can be alert to what's going on in the rest of the house to prevent a home invasion. How many people are killed every year in a home invasion? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think many people, I mean, you know, for a while that Craigslist thing was going on where you're like, hey, come over to my house and let's hook up, and then you get murdered. Yeah. Um, and there was a fake Craigslist, too. There was the fake one. The fake list? The yeah, there was a fake Craigslist. So there was, there's craigslist.org. That was the original one. And then there was a guy came in and created Facebook.com, which is where the... Facebook.com? Or I'm sorry, Craigslist.com, which is where the Craigslist killer was living his life. Yeah, she's, she's, does, she's not thrilled. I know, I know, I know. Oh, I love you, sweetie. I know. Have fun. Goodbye, baby girl. Mm. She's like, what's happening to me? Good luck, sweetheart. See you, Lulu. She's going to her second You're training okay. class. You're okay. Yay, level two. Go play.
All right. Bye, sweetie. Bye. Drive careful. Yes, ma'am. Um, yeah, so how many people die in a plane crash every year? Uh, annual fatalities have been less than 1,000 in nine of the 14 years since 2004. So, so less than... So plane crashes happen way less than home fires. Yes. Oh. So you should sleep in a plane, and you'll never burn up. <laughs> well, that's not true. Not never. Your chances of burning up are less. He's really scientific about it. He's uh -huh. like, everything is probable. It's just, it's just chance. It is. It, that's exactly what it is. Analytics. He will it's always true. find a way to make his preference factual. But it's very. It's no, true. It's and not making it factual. Statistics is, are statistics, and statistics don't lie. It's all probability. Actually, they do. No, they don't. Statistics can be bent at any given moment to satisfy whatever side that person is using. So you to need to make sure you up. have the right parameters of what you're trying to what you're trying to discuss. But they can be skewed left and right. No. You gotta have a reliable source of data too. That's because if you have bad data then all of your assumptions and outputs are gonna be wrong too. So in twenty nineteen you had five hundred and seventy eight deaths with hundred and twenty five incidents. In for planes? Yes. Were those commercial planes or were they little Cessnas with drunk just pilots? Just planes, period. Just planes, period. It's just air aircraft fatalities. Hmm. So is that like having a heart attack on a plane too? No. No. It's crashes. Crashes. Plane crashes. How's your... How's and these are quoted from the Bureau of Aircraft Accidents Archives, a non-government organization based in Geneva, compiles statistics on aviation accidents of aircraft capable of carrying more than six passengers, excluding helicopters, balloons, and combat aircraft. Oh. So there's your parameters. Sweet. Note that ACRO only considers crashes in which the aircraft has suffered such damage that it is removed from service, which will further reduce the statistics for instance of fatalities compared to some other data. Total fatalities due to aviation accidents since 1970 is 83,772. Total number of incidents, is 11,164. All right. So who, who do you want to win the game today? Why are you even asking that question? Because there's two games. you got to pick each game. Oh, I don't even know who's playing in the second game. Who's it's playing Saints, in the Saints of Minneapolis. You be careful how you answer that question. I'm I sitting right here. decide to invoke the fifth on that question for fear that I might incriminate myself. Wow, I did not know you were such a huge Viking fan. Captain Kirk Cousins, huh? Is it because I, of... I didn't say that. I well, invoked the fifth so it, I, in fear of incriminating myself. It's because you know your wife is a NOLA fan, and if you don't choose the NOLA fan, you're in trouble. You're, you incriminated yourself by taking the fifth. 7.5 deaths, an accident. So, so that's interesting. I don't, I, don't think, I don't think Minnesota will win, unfortunately. Um, I think the Saints are too... So it sounds two. like you want Minnesota to win, too. I don't. I th only because you I said th you don't think they would win, unfortunately. Only because I think uh, Minnesota would be an easier team for the Seahawks to beat later. Well, Although I think they can beat the Saints, too. Here's the deal. We're fifth seed. They're sixth seed. So as long as they're in it and we're in it, we have a chance to host the NFC Championship. Great. So, so you want, do you want the Seahawks to win today? I plead the fifth for fear of incriminating myself. You want the Seahawks? You want the Seahawks to lose? No, Seahawks. We want to win. Okay, that was the question. Seahawks. We want to win. Okay, and what time is it? Eleven forty-four. All right, everybody. Go. We got to say goodbye. Carl has to take a poop for twenty minutes before we leave the house. So 
That's a definite before we get to the, to the bar to watch the game or at least to hold our seats for the game because it's going to get crazy. But thanks for tuning in to whatever this was. Talk to you soon.